0: It's nice to be here with you all. Um, Adaria in Northern California, everything's good here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Presently I'm working on writing a synopsis, uh, summary of of, uh, Brahma's prayers to Krishna in the 14th uh, chapter of the Bhagavatam which is uh, one of the appendices of the book, so that's interesting, and we um, planning a lot of, uh, lot of food here, um, and
1: uh, I'm going to have to, everybody, everyone can mute yourself except for you, Gumraj.
0: So what are the questions?
1: Okay, Tadas, you were the first one.
2: Mm, Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, so um, recently I'm reading Gita Busana and um, I got some confusions there, but uh, the major confusion is um, (laughs) what is the difference between Jiva and Atma, because all the time I was somehow thinking that it is the same, but in this book it is very clearly, you can recognize that it is like two different things, and uh, I cannot understand what is the difference between them.
0: You're talking about Baldevitibushan's Gita commentary? Yeah. Well, what does he say that that makes you think there's a difference between the two? Uh, Because he says that Jiva
2: can attain Atma realization.
0: I see. Well, um, sometimes the word Jiva is used to refer to conditioned souls. Those conditioned by matter who can realize the Atma. So, by means of utilizing the conditioned um, nature, its physicality, its um, uh, intelligence, um, its mind, and, and so forth, then it can realize its Atma. But really, what's it being said? is that it can realize itself, which is also a way that uh, the word jiva is used at times. For example, we say maya shakti, Swarup shakti, that's Krishna's external energy and Krishna's internal energy, and jiva shakti, refers to um, the jivas, who may be liberated, may not be liberated, but sometimes the term jiva is used to refer to a conditioned soul. Um, So a conditioned soul can realize its Atma and come out of its conditioning. But there's no other distinction between the Jeeva Atma and the Atma. Sometimes the word Atma is used to refer to, in the same way, sometimes the word Atma is used to refer to the mind. Sometimes the word Atma is used to refer to the body. And of course, sometimes Atma is used in a short form to refer to the Paramatma as well, but the Paramatma, in in another sense, in the sense in which we're uh, we're consistently taught, is different from the Atma, which is an atomic um, soul, so to speak, and Paramatma being the um, Oversoul, paramatma, the Paramatma, the Supreme Atma. Um, so, I think you have to understand the context. Words are used in different ways at different times, but there's no difference between the the jivatma and the, Tathasta, the Tathasta, Tathasta Jiva um, and the jivatma. And again, the way the Baladeva is using it is to refer, in that instance to a conditioned soul that can realize itself and become free from its conditioning. Mm -hmm. The Atma is a purusha in one sense, like Krishna is, but a mini-purusha. And that um, mini-purusha makes the world go round, so to speak, from another angle of vision and from a more... um, I guess you would say, non-literal, grammatically speaking, perspective. It's a shock game. Mm-hmm. So, Atman and there's no difference. Does that help? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so just to make it clear, so basically, so uh, when Jiva becomes becomes self-realized, it's like Atma. And atma, it doesn't need to uh, to do some any kind of self-realization anymore. Yeah, it's topmost uh, position of the of the like uh, spiritual uh, particle. You can say so, or, or it's
0: not like that. Well, when we use the word jiva to refer to the conditioned soul, then we can say, as Baladev has, it, that, that 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 conditioned soul um, can realize its atma. Now your question is, having realized it's Atma is at the, the end of it all. No, it's not, because realization of the Atma can be afforded uh by by the by jnana, by yoga, which are driven by sattva guna rather than nirguna bhakti. So you can realize the self, become self-realized, but not be liberated. That's a different thing. Hmm. Um, so in, in, in one sense, in the, in the gyan mark then, or in the yoga mark, realizing the self, atmananda, the joy of the atma, is the penultimate stage, the final stage being realizing Brahman. So the scriptures are clear that that second stage cannot be attained without some influence of bhakti, and certainly not by those who oppose bhakti, but um, those who don't factor bhakti into their spiritual life can realize the Atma, but um, that's like um, in football, American football, getting to the one yard line, but not being able to cross it, so to speak. So from the bhakti point of view, it's not very useful to become self-realized. way in which Socrates is thought to have been self-realized, but not God realized in the form of Brahman realization, Brahman realization, Bhagavan realization. Those are all forms of, of God realization attained by different practices, each of which has some measure of bhakti involved. So realizing the Atma hmm, is one thing. For the Atma realized Brahman that's another thing. Does that answer your question?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Somebody
1: needs
0: to mute. Whoever's using a drill.
1: Okay, somebody just okay. All right, um, let's see. Uh, Smati, you want to ask your question? Um, Guru Maharaj, in the um, <clears throat> Nityananda Astakham prayers of um, Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur. In the second verse, he says that Lord Nityananda is the abode of all rasas. I was wondering.
0: Now, how is he the abode of majority Vasa? Is that referring to um because one can entertain in Gaudi Vaishnavism? Well Hello. Um one can entertain um within Gaudi Vaishnavism. I cannot attain any rasa without going through Nityananda Prabhu.
4: Hmm?
0: Uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur has also said in Chaitanya Bhagwat that um, Nityananda Prabhu brought Madhurya rasa to the world. Um, So that's a particular way of talking about it. You could say Chaitanya Krishna brought it, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought it, but Nityananda Prabhu so to speak, gave Chaitanya Mahabhu to the world mm-hmm. and started the whole Sampradaya. Doesn't mean that he's in madhurya Rasa himself. Mm-hmm. Can Baladev give one madhurya Rasa? Yeah, he could. He can do anything. He's God. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Okay.
1: Thank you. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, Gordon Orion. You got to unmute yourself. Hi Krishna greeting. So I had a question about reading in Gorlila that there are so many devotees from different Leelas. And I'm just wondering, do they go back to
3: those Leelas after Gorlila is over? Like I can't imagine Jai and Vijay going back to Baikanta after being Jagai and Manai.
0: That's your uh, we had a good bhakti samskars for, for Radha Leela and, uh, and Gaur Lila. <laughs> um, it's uh, explained by Jiva Goswami in the Krishna Sandarbha that when Krishna's associates come to the world in the prakrt Lila, they are simultaneously um, continuing the Lila in the uppercut, the unmanifest realm. And each is form of themselves is unaware of the other. So when Krishna's associates come with him in his manifest lila, they're participating in that lila, and they and they're thinking that they're pursuing um, as good Vaishnavas uh, transcendence, and in fact in another form, they're already in Goloka, participating there. And this was shown to them when they asked Krishna about their next life and he took them to um, the uh, Kuragat and showed them Goloka and themselves there and so forth. So um, taking that uh, example, then it would also hold that when the associates come f- to participate in Gore Leela, associates of Krishna now at Krishna Leela, that it's not like Goloka empties out and there's nothing going on there. That Leela continues to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and following the logic of Krishna Sandarb that I just gave, they would be un- each unaware. So. They may get flashes of that and so forth. But we see, for example, the Goswami's depicting of themselves and thinking of themselves as sadhakas even while we say they're actually eternal associates and so forth. They're not just um, pretending to be sadhakas They actually think they are. That's the lila. Hmm. Um, we look at their sadhana and we go, well, you know, they don't look conditioned to us. Um, and they're not but they think that they are. They're siddhas, perfectly playing the role of sadhakas, and to do so, they've lost themselves in the role. And so um, they express themselves as such. Um, so now we have Krishna's associates coming in from Goloka, simultaneously participating in, in Goloka Lila and the, uh, the un, unmanifest Leela and the manifest Leela, both sides being unaware of, it, of that. And then Krishna's associates in brudge, taking part in the in Gaur Leela and simultaneously um, performing their Leelas in, in brudge, each side unaware of that. And so when, if you take Mari Gupta's Hanuman, for example, as Mahaprabhu said, coming from Ram Leela or other associates, coming from other Leelas, uh, they have a special opportunity to participate in that Leela without ever leaving their uh, other Leela, for example, Ram Leela. Jai Vijay, of course, um, they were liberated. Mm -hmm. And when Krishna slayed them in their last of the three births that they took, owing to the curse of, of the uh, kumaras um, that last birth was as suks, as dandavakra and uh, Sishupal. so bhagavatam Kuli says after that they were they were uh, liberated they returned to gatekeepers at vaikuntha so now we have someone from vaikuntha just like uh, hanuman coming from from ramlila someone coming from uh, Narayan's abode, the gatekeepers, to participate in in Gaur Lila. That's a very special um, concession for them, as Jagai and Madai. So we would we would we would think that they have a they have a place in both vaikuntha and in the Prakat Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and perhaps. And then it of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well. Hmm. Um, but now these are the people that we're talking about, Jai Vijay, gatekeepers of of uh, in Invaikuntha, um, the, the associates of Krishna, Braj, Sridam, Lalita, Nanda, Yosoda, and so forth. Um, persons like uh, like more like Hanuman and so on. These are not Jivas. so they are constitutive Krishna-sarupa-shakti, they're paradigmatic figures who have possibilities that uh, arguably extend beyond um, those that are afforded us through the Godi sampradaya But we are afforded as the opportunity to participate in Krishna Lila and Gora-lila, mm-hmm. and simultaneously. So, and both in the Prakat and Aprakat Lilas. So it's possible anyway for Jai Vijay to be in vaikuntha and also have a role in in the Prakat Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Aprakat Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So you're right, they wouldn't want to leave that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we can't leave the gates of Vaikuntha unlocked either. <laughs> they have to be there uh, as well. And of course, now, you know, uh, they're, uh, they would be um, serving in Vaikuntha and Dasya Bhakti, and they would be serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Dasya Bhakti also. The difference is that in, in Navadvip, then there's a then that's a special kind of Dasya Bhakti. Does that help? Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Another question?
4: Can I ask a follow up on that one? Yes. Um, would it then um, apply that if Jai and Vijay, not being the Titashta Jiva, if they can have a position in Gauri Leela's? In Gora Leela, both Prakat and Aprakat, would it follow that in those Leelas they follow Goranga to Krishna Leela? Because it seems like everybody in Gora it's Leela. For them. So it, it, it could be possible for them. Is that what you said? Sorry.
0: It could be possible.
4: Mm-hmm. But not necessarily so, we just really don't know, but it could be possible.
0: Yeah, for example, Bhakti Thakura says that some devotees favor Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, some favor Krishna Leela. And so, although the possibility of having a sarup in both Leelas simultaneously is possible, one may choose one over the other. Hmm?
4: So it is possible to be, for even the tatashta Jiva, to be in gaur Leela, but not Krishna Leela? Because he's well, always doing... Well,
0: not entirely because Gorlila can't be separated from Krishna Lila. But yeah. you could be Krishna Leela, not in Gorlila. Right. Yeah.
4: That I,
0: I because Gorlila is all about serving Krishna. <laughs> and so uh, there's going to be some experience of Krishna Lila, obviously, in that way. And that's a that's a sense in which we can make an argument that the, or for the more completeness of, of the Gor because Krishna Lila is is, is what it's all about from a certain angle of vision. That help?
2: Yeah, thank
3: you.
0: Okay.
1: Thank you very
3: much. Yes. Can I ask a follow-up question on the follow-up question? Well, not exactly, but a follow-up on the first answer. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, so, uh, so the Prakatlila is always happening in one universe or another, right?
0: Which Lila? The Prakatlila? Uh, the
3: Gor, Gor, Prakat lila. yeah, Gor lila. Yeah. So then, because you also said that the Jai and Vijay were liberated after their last, like the third birth, but uh, but also if the Prakat Lila is always happening in some universe then they are jagai and madai eternally as well right
0: yeah that's what i was saying They they can okay, be okay i missed it yeah they can they can be participating in the gorele eternally as jagai jagai jai, jai as jagai and madai and they can be uh gatekeepers of vaikuntha at the same time
3: but what's the point of saying then that they get liberated after the third third birth
0: well, they do, after the but third But they're birth.
3: still, still, but they're still in, is it their second birth as Jagai and eternally at the same time?
0: Their third birth is, is, is in Krishna Lila. They get liberated. And then Krishna right. Leela ends and Gaur Leela begins. So they descend to take part from Vaikuntha in Gaur Leela as liberated souls.
3: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And okay. Roll- yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay, glad I could hear that.
1: Up. So we have yeah. another follow-up here from Keyshore.
2: Okay. So um, I'm wondering if, as eternal servants, Jagai Marai's consciousness is um, covered in the Leela, just because to strike Nityananda Naidupabu and make him bleed, it, it seems pretty intense just as like a, a service to bring out something. Um, so I'm wondering if their service attitude is completely covered or if they still have some recognition of that.
0: Yeah, of course it's covered. Like I said, even Rupa and Sanatan think that they're sadakas. Hmm? right? But they're not, they're siddhas. They're in, they're in a role of sadakas. So, um, same holds true for Charnika he's, he's in the role of a demon and he's torturing Prahlad. He's not pretending to torture Prahlad and think I'm just doing this because this is this is a, a, a leela. He's actually into it. <laughs> so, uh, the, you know, it's, it, it's said that to, to the best Actor is one who is you know completely identifies with the role and forgets his other life uh, and the fact that he or she is acting. So. So anyway, yeah, coming from Bajkunto or coming from Goloka, everybody in Gor-Lila, according to their role in Gorila, thinks of themselves entirely, uh, in terms of that, that role. So it's not like Jayant Vijaya are liberated in there, and and. Stoning Nityananda Prabhu, and and um, at that point in the lila, conscious of the fact that 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 who Nityananda Prabhu is and who they are and so forth. No, does that help? Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so that's a yoga Maya. It's, it's yoga Maya covering them in Gaur Lila, make them think that they're sadhus.
3: I had one follow-up question on that, if that's okay. Yeah. So, does it also go the other way around, that like Nityananda Prabhu, when he was about to... uh, No, actually, when Mahaprabhu was about to chop off the head of either Jagai or Madai when they had like thrown that pot at Nityananda, did Nityananda and Mahaprabhu know that Jagai and Madai are actually their devotees, or are they also like so absorbed in the Lila that they're not aware of it at the moment?
0: The... uh, just as a Krishna Leela, uh, Krishna is omniscient, but he's also, um, um, his omniscience is also covered. Hmm? He doesn't lose his omniscience, but it's covered. Right. So Krishna doesn't really think himself God, as God, but sometimes his Aishvarya Shakti has a role to play in the Leela. And it takes that op- fortunate opportunity for herself and his omniscience comes to the fore, hmm?
4: mm-hmm.
0: right? So the same yeah. true for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Adinanda Prabhu. Sometimes their omniscience comes to the fore uh, to serve as, uh, uh, to, to play the role in the Leela as, mm-hmm. as that um, act requires. And sometimes uh, they're like, like Krishna absorbed in and uh, in in the role itself. The omniscience receding to the background.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, that and makes sense. The the example that uh Vishwana gives in this regard um, is uh, that of Udava in raghavart Machandrika. The question is
4: raised.
0: raghavart Machandrika. Question is raised that if if Krishna is so absorbed in the Brajlila mm-hmm. that he forgets that he's God, mm-hmm. then what is the who, who will hear the sadhaka's prayers? Mm-hmm. So he cites a verse from the Bhagavatam where Uddhava marvels at the fact in in Mathura uh, marvels at the fact that although Krishna is omniscient, which is something that, that in Uddhavas Baba is always clear. Hmm? Um, nonetheless, although Krishna is omniscient, nonetheless he asks me questions, and he really doesn't know the answers. Hmm? Is what he's saying, and I give him the answers. This is amazing. Hmm? This is amazing. He knows everything, but he asks me questions and doesn't know the answers, and I supply the answers. <laughs> so the same holds, Vishwanath talker says, the same holds true in Vrindavan, where there's a reversal, because in Mathura and Dwarka, Krishna's omniscience is more prominent than his forgetfulness, because he's more overtly in the role of the, of, of the Godhead. He's establishing Dharma, he's teaching the Bhagavad Gita, and so on and so forth. So his omniscience is more in the foreground and, and that works well for the bhavas like the, like those of Uddhava. But still, at times, it appears that he doesn't know something and he really doesn't know it. And I supply it, he says. So the reverse is true in Vrindavan. In other words, the omniscience is more in the background and his bewilderment, if you will, um, by the influence of the of the, the the extraordinary love of his devotees. such an extreme manifestation of the internal energy that they're under. His omniscience is suppressed. It has to be in order for the leela to be what it is. Gyan Shunya, white of, 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 or unencumbered by the knowledge of his Godhead on his part and on the part of his devotees for that intimacy to take place, but it's still there. So it's the reverse. In, in Mathura and Dwarka, the omniscience is more prominent mm-hmm. because the bhava of the devotees, the love of the devotees is, is less intense. The measure of this influence of the surup shakti is you could say, um, uh, well, less extreme or less intense. Mm-hmm. So that, that will mean that it is, his Godhood will be more, his majesty will be more manifest. With the intensification of the surup Shakti's influence or, or influence of Bhakti, then his is God sense, his majesty will be contracted and the intimacy and the sweetness, the Madhurya, will take precedence. Does that help? Yes, that's perfect. Thank you.
1: Hey. Um, Mahara, you want to ask your question? Can you... Yes. Good morning, Guru
4: Maharaj. morning. Um, I had a, um, Bhakti in his last days was, or I don't know if it was his last days. He was. It wasn't. He was just asked, saying that um, he wanted to serve Radharani in Kurukshetra because that was, her most desperate moment and he wanted to serve her then and I was wondering um, oh. would that be the same like when Lord Tanya was in his seemed like he was in his most desperate moment towards the end um, I was wondering what kind of would that be the same as Radharani as well as in the sense that I wanted to know what could be um, my or our service towards Radharani and Lord Chaitanya in their, uh, to serve them in their most desperate moments. What would, be, what would it look like for, for us to do? What kind of service could we render that would be helping them through that time, through those times?
0: Well, I think Bhaktivinoda Thakur is speaking about those, that instance. Radharani goes to Kurukshetra along with other residents of Vrindavan and krishna has been away for a long time so they, they're meeting again mm-hmm. but the meeting place and the setting is not conducive to in, in, enough to afford the intimacy that the setting of Vrindavan does mm-hmm. and therefore is meeting krishna but the same intimacy that they shared cannot be experienced so, um, I mean, Krishna's surrounded by princes and sages, and he rode there on an elephant, uh, and so forth. So it means that his Majesty is 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 manifest there more. He can he, could, he could invite her to come to Dwarka, but that won't work for her. She longs at that time for to have him in Vrindavan. Hmm she says my mind more man, vrindavan this is chaitanya was speaking in rathiyatra the rathiyatra corresponds with uh, the um, Lila in the, in the, in, the, in the Bhagavatam where krishna goes to kurukshetra and meets the inhabitants of vrindavan so Radharani is saying more man, vrindavan my mind is in vrindavan you have to come and 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 and, and live there hmm? um so it you know, overall, it's a separation that is the problem, even though they're clo- they're in proximity, still there's a separation due to the environment and the circumstances. Um, uh, just like, well, you can understand. Um, so in an overarching sense, the question that you're asking is, how can one serve Radha and Krishna in such moments of um, great separation. And that's the general way in which Bhakti Mnodakura is using that as an example. He says, look here, just see. Her necessity is so great because she's so close to Krishna, but she can't reunite with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Therefore, if I can serve at this time when her necessity is great, then The remuneration will be greater. Mm. Just like if you live in the desert and I bring you water, you're going to get a great, be held very high in high regard. Whereas if I give you water on an ordinary day, you might not say, Yeah, well, no thanks. Um, So, according to necessity, if we serve, then there's remuneration will be greater. So, that's kind of just the logic behind it. Um, and he just used the Kurukshetra as an example. And in Gauri Lila, well, um, that's occurring in the Madhya Lila mm-hmm. during the Ratha-yatra, but it's occurring during the Anti Lila as well, when, when when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes uh, a private person, and he's in the care of Swarup and um Ramananda Roy. Mm-hmm. And he, he's uh feeling pangs of separation as Krishna for Radha and as Radha for Krishna. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he's trying to step into Radha's shoes and, and experience himself from that vantage point, and he is, is successful with their, um, their coaching. So how are they serving him would be a way to answer your question. How is Surabh and Ramana Roy serving? So they were they were supplying uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with verses that, that augmented his his Baba being acquainted with it. Hmm? Um, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami compares Ramananda Roy to Subal and Surabh to Lalita Saki. So another way to answer your question is, look and see how Subhal serves Krishna from the vantage point of Sakirasa and Radha in moments of separation, when uh, when the separation due to uh, Radharani's jealous love, man becomes so intense that no one can break it, Subhal is is the last resort. He can break her um streak of jealousy and anger with Krishna, which which is sometimes arising out of good reason and sometimes not, but it's there. And thus he can unite them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the in Manjari Bhav then Rupa Goswami is a follower of Lalita, so as a as a handmaiden ser- hand, maid ser- maid servant I should say. Then uh, she will uh, attend to personally to Radharani's necessities at that time and be, be a bearer of messages, hmm? even directly to Krishna, and so forth. So that's the the the, the, the general idea. Does that answer your question?
4: It um, well, I meant, I mean, I just kind of wanted to know what what we could do i guess it it answers the question of what they do in their times of their deepest um in their times of that they're feeling the separation uh subal and um lalita but um, what would we do like would i was just thinking maybe
0: what we would do would be to appropriately aspire to attain that kind of baba so that we can participate in that kind of service
4: okay okay so thank you and thank you for formulating my question i have a hard time with that
0: you have a high ideal there it is of service and you have paradigmatic figures rendering that service so um we 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 aspire to follow in their their bhava Mm and attain that what can we do from here Mm -hmm. we can hear about it we can learn about it, we can understand it, and hopefully we can be attracted to it, and we can pray to be able to participate in that, in the ways that such devotees are participating in it. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. What else?
1: Okay, we have a question from Radha Gokulananda. Um, whose mic is not working, so I'm just going to read it. Um, He would like to know about the identity of Ramananda Roy, since he is sometimes identified with many personalities. Mainly, he wants to know how to reconcile all these different personalities of Ramananda, since many of them are possessed of different rasas, like Arjuna, Malita, Subhal, etc
0: only way to answer the question is that Ramana Roy is Ramana Roy. That's who he is. And 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 he, so he's a he's a paradigmatic figure in Gorlila. That's who he is. And in a sense, he's a composite of several different bhavas that constitute Ramananda Roy. Hmm? So when you say he's this bhava, he's that person, he's that person, he's that person, means these different bhavas at different times could be identified in him by any other devotees identified them as such and pointed them out. So what Akavikarnapur does is, is he just, he takes opinions that he thinks are uh, well, well reasoned and spiritually sound, even contradictory ones, Mm-hmm. Different ways of looking at it, and he acknowledges them all and then makes it that person, like Ramana Roy, a composite of those different bhavas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with all the different uh, figures, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's one way to look at it. Rupa Goswami is Rupa Goswami in Gauru leela mm-hmm. And we, we 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 find the Bhava of Rupa Manjari in him. Mm-hmm. Then we can we can you know then say, as we can say that the two are are one, and they are, but they're they're different at the same time. So, but but overall, the um, Kavi Karnapur's book is one book on that subject. Vishvanat Chakravarti, a century or so later, wrote another book identifying. Um, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in terms of different bhavas in Brajalila that are personified in the Brajalila. He he followed mostly the same um, opinion as Kavi Karnapur, but in some instances some different op- opinions were there. And so these are these are kind of like um, well-reasoned spiritual conjectures. And we have to look at these people like Ramananda Roy, um, Sarupa Damanara, again, as I said earlier, as different than ourselves. They're not conditioned souls, and neither are they jiva shakti. They're expressions of Krishna's sarupa shakti. So they can do things that, that their, their potential is, 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 is different than ours. We, on the other hand, are jiva shakti jivas jiva jeeva jiva shakti tatast shakti jivas and we can realize we can take advantage of the opportunity to attain a role a singular role in krishna lila and in gaur in krishna lila either in madhurya or sakharasa and in, in gaur lila as in dasi mm-hmm. now you don't have a mic so i don't know if that answers your question satisfactorily. If not, you can, I guess, type it in somewhere and ask a further follow-up on that. Um, but I think the, the question comes up from time and again. Um, and, and I think it's, um, it's important to note how Kavi Karnapur, the book that you're referring to, arrived at his, his position. He arrived at different positions based on what different devotees have said. And, he, and often he doesn't say, and I think this one is right and that one is wrong. He just says, just states the different opinions. Mm-hmm. And it means that different bhavas were seen in them at different times. But Ramananda Roy again is Ramananda Roy. That's my my (laughs) answer. What else?
1: We have another question in the chat from Dr. Jack. Um, He would like to know what you mean when you say movement in transcendence. He's heard you use that a few times in conversations he's had with you. So, what is that movement?
0: Right. Well, there's movement in, in materially conditioned life, right? And the movement is uh, driven by the force of karma. So because we, as, a, as an Atma, are identified with the Maya Shakti in the form of the biological and psychological sense of self, self the conventional ego, uh, that identification is with something that is born to die, right? Right. And as such, new identification with it, we feel the necessity to sustain it, and there's a struggle to do so. And in the context of sustaining that biological, psychological sense of self that is unsustainable, it's going to pass on. It's just a combination of material influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not accepting that, so to speak, trying to sustain it, then we struggle. And in that struggle, we, we, we're actually takers, right? So our movement under the influence of karma is a taking. That's why there are repercussions. You've taken, and now you owe. You've taken from the environment, and now you owe. So love is not about taking, right? So in order to stop the karmic cycle and the repercussions from action, we could stop acting. We could stop pursuing enduring life in relation to things that don't endure, including the body itself and the mind. So that would be to become, from from moving under the karmic influence, that would result in becoming still. It's harder, easier said than done, right? But there are contemplatives then who cease from taking other than what is required to do their sadhana, like to, to breathe. Hmm? Breathe, but their body is is functioning as a contemplative, only in pursuit of ceasing from taking, which is part of giving, not to take. So this would be, for example, in yoga and astanga yoga, a very sophisticated system, technical system, um, for controlling the mind, and experiencing the difference between the self and the body, and stopping, for all intents and purposes, from being a taker. Mm-hmm. And Gyan is uh, similar, uh, but it, it, the method is different. But similar um, pursuit, stop from taking. Mm-hmm. So, on the one hand, you have Gyan and Yoga. These are paths in pursuit of knowledge of the atma. Mm-hmm. And so the ignorance of material pursuit for acquisition that has repercussions, that ceases. So we move from, we go, I should say, from movement to, to stillness. Mm-hmm. And in the Gyan Marg, for example, then the ideal is eternal stillness to sit. Mm -hmm. Even in the Yoga Marg, it's slightly different, but it's still a kind of eternal stillness. In the Gyan Marg, the path of knowledge, it's eternal stillness to enter into the indeterminate or undifferentiated feature of the Absolute, Brahman, and to just rest, sit. That's it. Um, and, it's, a, it's of course, it's the end of all suffering, birth and death, and it's, it's, it's blissful. Mm-hmm. Um, in the yoga discipline, then, the goal is the beatific vision of Vishnu. Mm-hmm. So now there's, there's a, that, that indeterminate feature of the absolute, Brahman, may, is, is manifest as a determinate feature of the absolute with form, qualities, and so forth. But the yogi sits in the highest sense in Shantarasa and observes eternally the form of Vishnu. And 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 that's just to say something about how wonderful that form is. How much can you look at any one one person? Um, well the testimony is. You can look at Vishnu without blinking an eye. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's, so that's the beatific vision. But both of these are eternal stillness. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and they can be, a, a, the, the destinations there in both these schools can be afforded by mixing a little bhakti into the gyan or a little bhakti into the yoga marg. The more the bhakti is prominent, in the equation of, of, of knowledge and bhakti or yoga and bhakti, then you're going to become more, um, acquainted with the determined feature of the absolute rather than the, and the indeterminate feature. The less bhakti, the more still, the more bhakti, the more there's going to be some, some, some movement, Mm -hmm. because bhakti is love. Mm -hmm. So in love, there is movement and there is knowledge. Whereas in karma, there's, there's ignorance and no knowledge. Whereas in knowledge, there's no ignorance. In karma, there's movement out of ignorance. In, in, in knowledge, there's stillness out of knowledge one cancels out the other. But in Bhakti, both are present. There's movement and there's knowledge. But the movement doesn't have karmic repercussions. It has other repercussions. Hmm. So love requires some, in in the fuller sense of the term, the fullest, let's say, sense of the term, movement. That's why in Krishna Leela, the Godhead in the form of Krishna is is moving constantly. Vishnu resides, they say, in the heart still, and the yogis will contemplate on it. Stand is standing there. But the more bhakti is in play, the more animated the absolute becomes. So I've sometimes said brahman is everywhere, so how can he move? That's true. And nonetheless, we see the supreme brahman in the form of Krishna, moving all the time and dancing, dancing (laughs) under the influence of Radha's love. Hmm? So how can one who's everywhere move? Well, that doesn't compute for us, but we have an answer by the influence of bhakti, which transcends reason and its limitations. Therefore, Gane, Prayashura Manteva. So, Krishna, Leela, there's movement, there's interaction between the, the liberated Atma and, and bhagwan and God. Leela is, is full of movement. Hmm? Brahman is stillness, sitting. Paramatma realization, the beatific vision is, is relatively the, the same, stillness. Narayana in Vaikuntha has movement, mm-hmm. but it's not the movement of Krishna-lila. Mm-hmm. Narayan takes rest. Krishna pretends to take rest, and then he's up all night, mm-hmm. chasing after uh, Radha's love. So this, this is set, meant to, to uh, describe the power of bhakti, and the measure of the bhakti the Gaudiya Vaishnavism is concerned with, which is the Bhakti of Vrindavan of Krishna in in the, and in 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 in, in bucolic, rural uh, setting, hmm. um, and there Krishna is so beautiful that if somebody does blink, they notice it. For a split second, I noticed I didn't see him. Oh, how horrible it was just to emphasize that point, what is the beauty of Krishna? But there, different from the beatific vision, which is interested in the form of God, in Krishna and Lila, the devotees are participating in a Lila and, and um, uh, attracted to different qualities of Krishna relative to their rasa, whether it be friendship or amorous love, certain qualities in Krishna will stand out and they'll be they'll be attracted to those. Um, so that's what I mean by movement and transcendence. Does that help?
1: I don't know if you would respond to that, hmm? Jack. It's movement interactive praying between, Okay, movement is the interactive praying between Godhead and the.
4: Atma.
1: Then. Yeah. He says movement is the interactive frame between Godhead and the Atma. Is that correct? Thank you.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so one end of the spectrum, we've got karma. The other end of the spectrum, we've got Leela. They're both movements, but they're driven one by ignorance, the other by the higher. <laughs> Highest knowledge. Love is the highest knowledge. Mm -hmm. If the knowledge is there, but it's not full, then it might be still. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, the end of our hour.
1: Thank you so much. We actually had the perfect amount of questions today. It worked out really well. Thank you so much. And hopefully you'll be on next week. And if everyone could stand just a second after Gumaraj goes um, just to make an announcement, so. um, Just wanted to let everyone know that we do have, Pavanava Swami is continuing to do um, a wonderful series of classes on the Gopi Gita. And those classes are now at 12 o'clock noon um, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So he adjusted the time to make it um, so that the European devotees could participate. We have had more participation, but there's room for lots more. So please join us. The classes have been absolutely wonderful. Um, So thank you all for being on the call. And um, I guess we got through on the Zoom call pretty well considering I couldn't hear anyone, and you couldn't hear me to start with. We all worked out. So see everybody tomorrow, uh, next week. Hi Krishna, or maybe tomorrow. Go be Monday through Thursday are the classes. Go be Gita classes. Hi Krishna. Hi Krishna. Hi Hari Haribol. Hare Krishna. Hi Hari Krishna Hari Haribol.